Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shantae, and Whole and Complete is all about loving God, living well, and we are right in the middle of a series. We're at the tail end of our series, actually, the Ready for Love series. I've gotten so much great feedback about this series. I'm glad that it is helping you, for those of you that it is helping, and for those of you who have shared it, I appreciate you. And for those of you who are new to Whole and Complete, this is a series-based podcast. And so if you are finding yourself in this episode, I'm going to need you to pause and go back and listen to the first two episodes. Otherwise, this is going to be all out of context for you. But I usually try to end our series with a guest from our mental health community, specifically to speak to some areas of this issue that I cannot see because we all have our blind spots. And I'm happy to welcome back to our show today, Dr. Tiffany Bellamy. Dr. Tiffany is a good friend of mine, and she's actually a very timely guest for this series because she has actually recently launched a new endeavor that is focused on love. And so I don't want to take away any of that thunder. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tiffany. Thank you for having me as always. As always. And so Dr. Tiffany, before I spill the beans, tell, tell the people what you are doing. What is this new endeavor that you have going on right now? Well, as you have told the audience, I am a licensed clinician, mental health clinician, but over the years of practice, I have had the fortunate opportunity to work with so many women who are considered high achievers, who have some difficulty in the areas of love and relationships, specifically how to get to a healthy relationship. And so what I came to realize was that this is not a mental health issue, It was more of a coaching issue, trying to help people to get to certain goals. So at the start of the year, what did I do? I launched my coaching program, and now I am helping high achievers find their way to love. And I am so excited because I've actually been doing this for 10 plus years now, and it just gives me a different opportunity to share more of myself more of who I am and what I do rather than in a clinical context. Y'all hear that, y'all? She trying to show y'all where the booze reside, where the money reside, with all of that. <laughs> it's so I funny. guess you can look at it that way. <laughs> you know, you know, the, there's some challenges. And, you know, if you are interested in that, so let's let's cut to that part. If you are interested in learning about high achievers and what Dr. Tiffany is doing with that, where can they find that information before we launch into this episode? Oh, they can definitely find us on Facebook. It is a private group called the High Achievers Guide to Love. And you can just search us and you'll be admitted. Now, High Achievers, are you spelling that some special way? Yes, that is H-I-G-H, Achieve, A-C-H-I-V, capital H-E-R-S. There you go, y'all. So if you try to spell it the regular way, you're not going to find it as high achieve hers, like H-E-R. And I know that some of the gentlemen listening are like, well, what about the high achieve him? I can't do nothing for you today, but I'm just letting you know that that's where Dr. Tiffany is going for 2021. So Dr. Tiffany, you've had an opportunity to listen to one or both of the episodes in the first part of this series. And so we will start there as we often do. So what jumped off the page for you? What did you hear that you said, you know what, I want, I have something to say about that when I get on this microphone. So where are we starting today, Dr. Tiff? I think that you have done such a great job thus far talking about love, what it is and what it's not. 
But I think sometimes when people hear, am I ready for love? They hear, am I ready for a relationship? And the two are not the same. Talk about it. Talk about it. (laughs) So as you've been doing, you have really been laying the foundation. And that foundation is, is that you have to understand love and what it is. And more importantly, how to experience it for yourself before getting into the expression of love, which is the relationship between you and another person. So that's what I think that a lot of people, you know, kind of get hung up on, so to speak. Y'all, we ain't five minutes in and I'm already ready to grab the pink tambourine. Dr. Tiffany knows for a fact, I literally have a pink tambourine. I, w- I was going to shake it. I'm a, I'm a, you, you hear it tingling in the background, but I'm not going to do that because that's annoying to the ear. But <laughs> I want to make sure that people understand this distinction that you're making. So being ready for love versus being ready for a relationship and making sure that you understand what it is to experience love versus knowing what it is to express it. So Break that down. Break that down for us like a fraction. What's the difference in those two things, the experiencing love versus expressing it? So as you talked about in the first two episodes, you talked about the different types of love that there are, you know, the agape, the arrows, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing that I really keyed on what you said is how do we even know how to receive love? And so, you know, what happens in, you know, when people come to counseling or psychotherapy, we discover that they may have childhood wounds, attachment issues that contribute to the way they interpret what love is and how it feels. And so you talked about that in the beginning, but the truth of the matter is we rush to relationships because we think that that's going to teach us or that's going to give us those feelings that we need. When technically we're supposed to have love, as you discussed, before we even get to the relationship. So are you ready for love means to me, do you know how to experience love for yourself without another person? Because if you don't, then what are you going to do? You're going to look for the other person to give you the love, right? Girl, you better mm, talk about it. Not only that, so listeners, if you're driving your car, you might want to pull over because you know she just read you. Listen, (laughs) something that you said here, and I want to be real clear about this, is how we interpret love. Because Dr. Tiffany has listened to the podcast. She's recommended this podcast to clients where she felt it's, it's been appropriate. But when you think back to your origin story and you think back to how you grew up and how was love expressed in your home or not expressed in your home and where did you receive love from? And what did that come along with? Because Dr. Tiff, I'm sure you can speak to this. Sometimes people that love us, quote unquote, do things, say things that are hurtful and abusive and leave emotional scars that are lasting. And in doing that, sometimes what that can lead to, not all the time, but sometimes what that can lead to is us growing up thinking that love looks like this, that it comes with abuse. It comes with name calling. It comes with some extra sauce on the side. And what I have found, and I'm sure you have found too, is sometimes when you think that's what love is supposed to be, and you come across somebody who's like all healthy and adjusted and, you know, never experienced love in that way, they think something's wrong. Can you speak to that? 
yeah, we think something is wrong because more than likely we have not learned how to experience that love, that agape love, I'll say. We haven't really gotten in touch with that. And so every type of love we have experienced when something new comes along, if it doesn't look like that, if it doesn't look like how my mother raised me, or if it doesn't look like how my father treated my mother, or if it doesn't look like what grandma and granddad went through, then we think there's something wrong. And then that's that interpretation that we lend, go to, that then there's something wrong with us. And that was my second thing that I really enjoyed about the first two episodes was that love is not, it does not require us to earn it. It doesn't require us to fight for it. It doesn't require anything. We, we're loved just because. And that's hard for us to understand because every other type of love in our lives sadly does make it seem like we have to earn it. Even in religion, even when we are taught about agape love, we still kind of get those rules in there. Which kind of denotes the whole thing, you know. A little somebody that mm, that's a whole nother. That's a right, whole. That's other a thing. whole nother. <laughs> it is. It's it's funny because uh, Dr. Tiff is I in the episode I mentioned to you guys that I'm currently doing this Saturday morning Bible study, looking at uh, this book, Searching for Sunday, and Dr. Tiff is a part of that. And I'm actually going to bring something up from our most recent discussion, but let's. I don't want to lose this point that you just made. Love doesn't require us to earn it, so let's problematize that a little bit. Because back in the days when I had time, I think I watched Scandal maybe like the first season. And then after that, life. And I just didn't have time to be sitting down every Thursday with Shonda and them. And, but I do remember that t-shirts were made and it became like this clarion cry, right? Where Olivia Pope was like, earn me, right? Earn right. me. And I think that that challenges what you just said, that you don't have to quote unquote, earn love now you might have to do some work to demonstrate readiness for a relationship. I think that might be one interpretation of that, like earning, but I don't think most people see, see it that way. What that notion of earn me, is that something that helps or hinders the love dynamic? I think, honestly, I think it helps because the thing again is love does not equal relationship. Mm. What she was saying is that you have to earn the opportunity to receive all the love that I already have for myself and that I'm willing to give to a relationship. So she's saying, you have to earn this relationship with me, not love, because one, he should already have it as she, I guess, in her interpretation, felt like she already had it. And a lot of people could say, obviously she didn't because she was messing with a married man. I'm not even going to go there. Because that's the whole nother thing. That's, but, that's a whole other series. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what she did say was that, hey, I have this love of myself already. This is not about me needing your love. I got that. But what you do need to do is work your way up into earning a position in my life and through a relationship. So I think that's what I go back to the beginning. When we hear, are you ready for love? We need to know what that means. Are you ready to learn how to receive this experience of love without another person? And then we can say, well, are you ready for a relationship? Which is what my group is about. 
I'm not doing Are You Ready for Love? Because to me, that's a whole mental health thing. But are you ready to achieve this goal of a relationship? That's what I'm here for. <laughs> the pink tambourine is out, y'all. And if y'all think I'm joking, I want you today. I'm going to post a picture of this pink tambourine. I'm going to post a few pictures throughout the week. So I'm telling y'all it. It's, it's got two layers on it, but man, Dr. Tiff, you just said something right there. Not you're not earning love, but what you're you're earning is the opportunity for me to divulge all of this emotional capital. And let me say something. Too often, I feel we are divulging the emotional capital without um, any without any demonstration of whether or not that person is worthy of that opportunity. We are. Mm -hmm. Uh, emotion. I heard this phrase a while ago, emotionally promiscuous, so so to speak. It's mm -hmm. like, oh yes. yeah, I'll let you call me all hours of the night. Oh yeah, you know, I'll drop everything I'm doing for you to do. Oh yeah, I'll move you to the top of the priority list. Okay, okay. But the question is, how did that person get that sort of clout? How did they get that sort of juice, <laughs> you know, in your life? And I remember something recently that Dr. Tiffany shared and I know that a lot of my listeners are black women, ladies, you know, I love you. I love you like a play cousin, but so don't, don't be tweeting and sending stuff my way. I'm just, I'm telling you what the text said. There was an article that circulated something to the effect of that black women don't date. They cling like mm -hmm. once there's somebody in the, in the atmosphere and it's like, Oh, there's an opportunity. Let's go all in on that relationship. And it sounds like what Dr. Tiffany is saying is that there are a lot of steps before we get to relationship. Yes. And if you rush to relationship, then that should raise a red flag because it makes me wonder, do, what do you know about love? Because mm -hmm. those two things just seem to be in different camps, related, but in different camps. And I'll take you one step further. A lot of that times when we cling, and I'm using the article's word, and when, we, when we're open to, you open your schedule up, you open your home up, we confuse that with vulnerability, and it's not. Ooh, and it's not. Talk about it. <laughs> so when we think, when we hear, uh, uh, and let me say it this way, when we are not emotionally well-managed or um, have that sense of, whole and completeness in love within ourselves, we often misinterpret some of the things that we're doing. So I believe that I'm being open because I'm being flexible. I'm being open this time because I'm doing a few things that I didn't do before, you know, without reason, you know? So you have to be careful about what vulnerability means because you can open your schedule, your heart, your legs, and still have a guard up. Girl, you said something right there, which actually is a great segue. So Dr. Tiffany is a proponent of love languages. And I think a lot of times when we hear love languages or think about it, it's always like in the context of relationship. But to Dr. Tiffany's point, for example, you know, when I... <laughs> When I gave the baby face example, like, hey, bro, you can pay my rent. You can, you can pay this mortgage. You know, I'll tell you where to send it. At the same time, even if somebody is doing that because acts of service might be their love language and they might think, well, I've done this for you. I've done that for you. I've done the other and still be very much emotionally guarded. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you 
see me cry or I'm not going to let you see me weak or I'm not going to let you see me, you know, compromise. It's like, oh no. And so sometimes Dr. Tiffany is, what she's saying is that sometimes we can use what we believe love is as a front or demonstrations of see, see how much I love you. And love requires vulnerability. And oftentimes we try to get there. We try to get to love without the vulnerability and that doesn't work. It doesn't work. It does not work at all. And, and since you brought up love languages, you know, it's a topic that we all love because we love to talk about how we like to, how we like to receive love, but the love languages were written. So you know how to give love. And I think that we often overlook that we're so focused on, well, I receive love this way. And usually the way that we receive love is how we like to give love. But the love languages were written so that you know how to express love to your partner, to your children. And so if we go in with that focus, is it touches at that vulnerability because you say, I ain't doing that for him. Even if you did open your wallet, your legs or anything, but to say that I'm going to give him a part of myself that him or her, you know, a part of myself, I'm not doing that. And that only goes so far. So it's like we talked about, sometimes you think you got that biblical kind of love and you really in that Jackie Wilson, (laughs) that Jackie Wilson LMA space and taking this back to the Bible, taking this back to the word, here's, here's what humbles me about being a believer. Here's what humbles me about being a Christian is that Jesus's sacrifice was calculated. There was no spur of the moment junk. (laughs) There was no, you know, like, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling them right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, heck no. When Jesus looked at that bitter cup, he was like, ah, man, this is rough. This is tough. Is is, this what we're doing? Is this what we're doing? (laughs) Like, is this what we're doing? We ain't got no backup play. I mean, like you are the God of all creation. And think about that. Think about that. The God of all creation who spoke life into existence and there was no better plan than that one that was the one and so basically that vulnerability Jesus looked at all of our faults all of our flaws all of our shortcomings all of our bs all of the all of the things and said nevertheless and that's and that type of sustainable powerful love he set the standard, you know, he set the standard. He looked at all the ugliness and said, I'm going to love you anyway. And too Mm -hmm. often, I think that we enter loving relationships either with friends or sometimes family or certainly with partners and try to cover those parts and try to leave those parts out. And love does not work like Mm -hmm. that. It not sustainable love. It doesn't work like that. That's when we, we go into performance Now, this is where I want to circle back to something that you said in our Bible study. Now, Bible study, usually, you know, what happens in Bible study stays in Bible study. But Dr. Tiffany, I knew she was coming on and I said, you know what? I'm going to bring this point back up. She says, sometimes we break our own hearts. And -hmm. it was such a profound statement because a lot of times when we think about love and heartbreak, we think about how we 
how we've been done. You know, somebody mm-hmm. done did and somebody done, mm-hmm. done, done broke our, our hearts and hurt our feelings. But Dr. Tiffany says, sometimes we break our own hearts. And can you, in this context and talk about being ready for love, can you extrapolate on that? What does it mean to break your own heart? What I mean by that is sometimes we place expectations on people that really shouldn't be there. And we're not very honest with ourselves. And so, you know, no one, you know, deserves to be treated poorly. But I like the example that you just used about Christ. He didn't fall into that situation, right? There was a plan. He knew the plan. He knew what the people he was working with. And I believe that a lot of the times we do too. But we do a lot of hope against hope. We read somewhere where we it worked out for somebody else. So we read articles that tell us that we're not good enough and that we, we, we're too mean or we're too hostile or we work too hard. And so we get people that are not aligned with us. Hmm. And then when they act like themselves, then we're heartbroken. But I, I challenge us to think, well, who did the heartbreaking? Come on now. And and that's and that's what I mean by are you ready for a relationship? You may not be. The one thing that, and I'll just use myself personally, the one thing that I enjoy is me. Hello. I enjoy living alone. I enjoy being alone. Does that mean that I don't want to be in partnership with anybody? Of course not. But I don't need to just be with anybody. Come on now. And this is not a knock to anybody. It's just one of those levels that you need to get to. And then you'll know you're ready for a relationship. This is so key, listeners. And one of the reasons why it's key is because I spent a lot of time in episode two talking about why you need to love yourself. That I cannot stress how important that is. Because when you love yourself truly and fully and what have you, you're not looking for other people to come in and fill a void, you know, or to play a role and and things like that. And even if you spend extended periods of time by yourself, that's okay. That is perfectly fine. It may not be preferable. It may not be fun all the time, but is it worth engaging in partnership with somebody that you know, you know, (laughs) is not going to be viable, sustainable, you know, and I'm a big believer in sowing and reaping. Some people call it karma or what have you, but I'm not willing to spend somebody's money on free food and drinks just so I can say I'm out doing something because you know what? That's that's going to come back energetically. That's going to come back to me in some kind of way. It's like, oh, so you want to just pill for people's resources without expectations and things like that. Now, dating is something different. Dating is two mutually agreed people, you know, that theoretically have come into this saying, we're going to see what's here to see if there's potentially anything. That's one thing. But when you go into these arrangements, <laughs> these entanglements with these lopsided expectations, like, you know what? I'm just gone because you're bored or because you're lonely or because you're whatever. Let's just call that what it is. That's using people. And that's a, that's a totally different thing. Right. Right. And I think that I have to stress this. There's no amount of time to put on it 
It's more so what you do when you are not in a relationship with someone. And I'm saying a relationship. So you can still be learning how to love yourself and date if you know how to date. <laughs> and, and, you know, we talk about that a lot in my group because you can get to know people while you're getting to know yourself. In fact, I encourage it. But the one thing you have to always have is a foundation that I love myself and I do not have to earn love or fight for love from anybody else. I already have it. Yes, we already have it. And some of us can give that testimony that we went looking hither, thither, <laughs> elsewhere and other places. And the love of God, it actually satisfied. It, it, it spies. It literally ticks all the boxes. I want to take us to David real quick because he said this more than once. David, I think in Psalms 40, said, you know, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he heard my cry and brought me up out of the miry pit and things like that. And then in another place, he says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And as believers, as humans, that's one of the hardest things ever to wait. We I think it we is. Want what we want it. <laughs> I think because I think, but I think the reason why it can be so hard is because we envision waiting as doing nothing. And that's just not true. If Talk you about read it. the book of David, you'll hear about a lot of the stuff that he was doing. Some was wrong and some was right. And so that, that will take me back to that whole mental health piece that I do with my clients. While you are waiting, and when we say wait on the Lord, we're saying we're, we're allowing him to give us direction. And while he's giving you direction, he could be directing you to places that you need to heal. He could be directing you to habits that you need to break. He could be directing you to a different outlook on dating or anything like that. So it doesn't mean that we're sitting in a room rocking back and forth like Lord Wynn, Lord Wynn. Like Sophia in the jail, like <laughs> setting that jail, just waiting for rescue in the color purple. <laughs> right. That is not what waiting look like. It looks like. And I will challenge any Bible scholar to tell me in the word that it says that because it does not. It but does not say that. And actually, one of our mutual colleagues, uh, Chantelle Biddings, who also has been on this show, mm -hmm. she feels the same way about the word resting. She said, that's that ING. She said, we're doing something. You know, mm -hmm. we're in recovery. We're, that's a, that's an active process. And even though it may not look like what you think it ought to look like, resting is a verb. Waiting is a verb. And it's okay. And as Dr. Tiffany said, that might be the time for you to heal some things. That might be the time for you to discover some things. That might be the time for you to go and make amends or, or repair some bridges or, you know, just be available and free to go in another direction. And for those of you that are waiting, waiting is not huffing, puffing, comparing, fidgeting. There's a, a even though it's a challenge, there is a contentedness in knowing that when God answers, whatever that answer is going to be, it goes back to the, the title of this podcast, that you'll be whole and complete, lacking nothing. And I know that many of us can attest to when we didn't wait, when we jumped the gun, where as my mama liked to call it, you went out, you was feeling squirrely. 
So you went on out there, you was feeling froggy. You went on out there and jumped mm-hmm. and, then, and then, you know, jumped into something that you just were not ready for. You know, it's like trying to take a cake out of the oven and it's not baked yet. It's just like, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to wait it out. And I'll say this, all those things that we described, that's love. That's love of self. That's love of self. When you are waiting and you're learning and you're growing and you're healing, Tell me that's not love. What else is it? That's show enough love. And it's also, I love myself enough not to put myself in a situation that I know is not going to lead anybody. Like there's no happy endings here. I'm not willing to put myself in a situation that might bring some temporary short-term comfort or relief and then lead to some long-term consequences that I really don't want to be dealing with or, or, or fooling with. So Dr. Tiff, as we wrap it up, because we really could be on this for a hot minute, as we wrap it up, (laughs) as we wrap it up, I I left the last episode with some of my indicators for how to readiness for love. What did I leave off that list? What are one or two things that you would add where you know that you're ready for love, not relationship, but love? Okay. What are some of the indicators that you're in a healthy whole place? to be able to receive it as well as give it? I think you know you're ready when you experience joy just on a daily basis without, you know, being prompted by something else. Or even if you are prompted by something else, like, you know, when you're scrolling, you know you're in a good place when you can be happy about what you see going on in the world. You can be happy before you criticize. You know, you're not looking (laughs) for other people without feeling triggered or feeling some kind of way. Right. And I'll say that, you know, if you still have triggers, there's some work to be done. There's some work to be done. But that's one of the ways. And and another um, that's a good question. How do you know that you're ready? (laughs) I'll say this as you're thinking about it. For me, healing was a big piece. I think too Mm -hmm. often when we are hurt or broken or in grief about a situation that has not been resolved, and then we try to take that over into trying to love somebody else or engage with somebody else, and you have not resolved that, it's going to, it's going to come up. It's going to come out. You know, there should be moments like, for example, there are some people that they think about their ex, whoever that ex is, right. You know, you might've had several, but it's always that one, right. You know, (laughs) it's always that one. And sometimes you just say the name and that face is frowning up and that, mm, mm, <laughs> you know, if you still doing all that, take, you need to take a lap. <laughs> you need to, you need to take a lap. If you still doing all that, that that's a wound that has not yet healed. Okay. You know, they, they, people shouldn't be able to say the name, you know, and all of a sudden it's like Mufasa, ooh, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you're stirring all up. So I think that that healing piece from other endeavors, whether they came from a relationship or whether they came from family or what have you, but recognizing the need to get that thing straight is not only right, and and but biblical. You know, even the Bible says that before you give an offering, if you got an issue mm-hmm. with somebody, right. you need to go and get that thing right before you come and give that offering. It's the same thing. You're trying to offer love to somebody and you got this raggedy baggage hanging out in the wind in the backyard. And it's like, you know, you need to go and resolve that. It doesn't mean you all are going to be best friends and, and y'all going to mm-hmm. be back in 
back and booed up or whatever, but whatever processes are necessary for you to just be able to bring some closure and resolution and peace to that situation, I think is an indicator of readiness for love as opposed to just leaving it unresolved. Yeah. And I think the final thing I'll add is, you know, you're ready when you find yourself being more giving than a taker. Like when you find yourself just being able to give so much more. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, what did I got to do with love? When you have a cheerful heart and you are in a uh, space of gratitude, again, that's love. And when it comes easy, that's how you know you're ready. That's the heart of God. God is a giver. God is a giver. The Bible says that it is far better to give give. than to receive because Mm -hmm. actually in giving, you do receive. And so when you can give without the strings attached or the expectations, and ain't nobody saying be uh, walked over. (laughs) Ain't nobody saying saying clear out the bank account. You know, ain't ain't nobody saying all that. But yeah, when you can give with a cheerful heart or not with that, that heavy cloud of, you know, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? And I think that, honestly, I think a lot of relationships, if more people went into it thinking, what can I give to this person? Think about married couples, right? Mm-hmm. If they woke up every day saying, what can I give to the other person to make sure that they have a good day or that their, you know, that I, their life is made easier in some way. If both people did that every single day, man, that. Yeah, that would be. It's all over the <laughs> shouting at that point. <laughs> right, right. That, that would be lovely. <laughs> that would be lovely. But a lot of times when relationships are going sideways, it's people are start looking at the deficits, you know, what I'm not getting mm-hmm. and things like that. And very seldom at what they're not giving. So Shoot, hey. they look at it that way when it is so quote unquote good, because, you-, you know, we, we have not practiced that self-love a lot of times. So that's why you, you know, when you're ready, when you stop, Carrying the one and counting the cost, uh, what, even when it's good. When you stop carrying the one, so for the so for the millennials listening, you know, I don't know, I know y'all got taught that new math, but me and <laughs> Tiffany came up in the generation of that old math. When you had to make it, when you added things together, you had to carry the one over to the next column. And so, yeah, when <laughs> whenever you you stop doing the math, and you like, is it 50, 50, you know, is it, is it even, is it what, when you can just give man and you mm-hmm. can just give and just let God handle the rest, then yeah, you are in a much better place at, to receive and be ready for love. Thank you, Dr. Tiffany. I appreciate you. I appreciate you and sharing about love and the high achievers, which she told you you can find on Facebook. And then if they want to follow you on Instagram, where can they find you? They can find me at Dr. Underscore Tiffany Michelle on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, actually. And April 5th, I will be given a free workshop in the group. Free. That's free. Not even 99. It's completely free. So not free workshop <laughs> <laughs> for five days. Well, you'll learn how to transform from that person that is ready for a relationship, a love relationship. I love it. So April 5th, she's going to be dropping some free game in the group. So you guys make sure that you check that out. And I always, I always get on Tiffany about her spelling. So it's Dr. Tiffany Michelle, but you know, the Michelle only got one L. Yes. <laughs> that's true. I forget. I feel like that's just the normal way, but it is not. I know. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So listeners, if you have any questions, comments, if you want to show Dr. Tiffany some love or join that group, you know that you can find her on Instagram or you can holler at your girl at Dr. Shante Says, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you, Dr. Tiff. You're welcome.